Why is that? What? Why the face though? What's up, everyone? This is Not So Live on Real Estate, your source for all things real estate and mortgage related. How's everybody doing today? We got Sal Kuzmano. Good morning. Paul Apostolakis, that would be me. And we have a special guest today in our studio with David Samofsky from The Real Team. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. You you literally, you've made, this is the apex of your career. You made the show. I think I'm very proud of you. I'm very honored to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dave is, like I said, a, a, a real estate agent with Real Team. He actually, he's uh, heading up, opening up a new office in Southfield. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Dave has been in the business since 2014. Great real estate agent, kind of knows his stuff. Uh, probably one of the smarter ones, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the population of real estate agents. Appreciate the compliment. Man. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. Man. So, uh, so Dave's going to talk to us today a little bit about uh, the market conditions and what he thinks the outlook is for the real estate market locally here in the Metro Detroit area. I think he's got some really good insights on that. Uh, we've got a few uh, headlines today. Um, biggest issue for new homeowners is the down payment. That's a new study that came out. Uh, we obviously probably already know that. Competition uh, is lowering the credit standards for uh, lending institutions. So I kind of want to talk about that and see if there's any, uh, any recourse for that. And then Black Knight, uh, an agency that kind of does a lot of um, studies in our industry, uh, it's, they're saying that home prices appear to have stabilized. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's get into, Dave, your topics. You kind of want to talk about you know, the current market conditions, what you foresee going forward. What are you thinking? I mean, obviously, we've had a hot market. It's been like on fire for the last year and a half, almost two years, I'd say. So in my opinion, you know, it's... it's it, I think it's going to continue uh, for a little while longer, at least. But what, do, what are you thinking as far as the market goes? Where do, where do you think we're at today, and where do you see it going forward? I mean, we're still in a pretty, pretty decently hot market. Um, you know, beginning of September traditionally is a slower part of the year, just because of back to school. Um, but once the dust settles from back to school with the kids, yeah, people start looking for homes again, and the market starts to warm back up. Yeah, I mean, it's typical, right, for this time of year. I mean. And Sal, you see this, uh, you know, people are going back to school. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they kind of shelf their their home search. And then all of a sudden it just takes right back off. Right. Is that what you're seeing? Well, you, you know, I, I think uh, we talk about this often. You see that events kind of spur or or uh, quell, I guess you could say. Like, Did you use the word yeah, quell? I like that. Wow. Uh, Can I get a definition? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Could you use that in a sentence, please? Oh, you just hinder. did, I guess. All hinder, right, yeah. Right. That hinders, uh, you know, the thoughts and or the 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 actions of buying a home right so right. like when people go back to school lots are going on it kind of seems like it slows down and in in other instances it's like uh, all right the you know the kids got into the school district we wanted time to like make a move you know before the end of the year here i, d I don't know it's weird uh, yeah it just it happens every year it seems like you know school starts and people kind of chill out and they're like i don't know well, i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out but Look, I think we're coming into a season, and and you could talk on this, Dave, where where it, it kind of shifts. You know, it's been a seller's market, hot seller's market. And now I think um, potentially, and we don't know yet, obviously, uh, as, as it gets colder outside, less people list their homes. So it becomes a little bit more of a seller's market. They get a little bit more leverage considering that there aren't as many homes on the market. Everybody kind of waits for spring. But I think this is the one time where, where buyers can kind of get a little inch, comparatively speaking, where it was maybe three months ago. Yeah, and the reason for that is just because the, the buyers out there um, in the winter months, in the late fall, winter months, are the serious ones. They're the ones looking, and they're the ones that have all the leverage. 
Whereas beginning of the season, um, you know, spring season starts in about, I would say the end of January. Yeah. It starts picking back up and then by March you're in full swing. Yeah. So uh, the leverage shifts from the sellers for about 75% of the year to the, the last quarter where the buyers have a little bit more leverage. Uh, in this instance, the market's still pretty hot. Um, inventory is still very low, comparatively yeah. speaking to, you know, two years ago. So, um, you know, 2015, January, uh, we were at just over five months of inventory. And right now we're sitting at about 1.8 months of inventory. That's wild. Yeah. And it's been that way pretty much all year. So, um, so do you, so do you think that due to the, the constriction in inventory that potentially this, this winter might, might not see as much value for the buyer, um, as you have in the past? Yeah. I mean, with inventory being so low, I mean, traditionally, six months of inventory is kind of your equilibrium point. Yeah. And anything less than that's a seller's market, anything more than that's a buyer's market. So we're not in an equal market right now. It's still a seller's market. We're still really low on inventory. And part of the reason of that is just, you know, after the downturn, the economic downturn about, you know, five, six years ago, yeah, um, investors scooped up a lot of homes, a lot of single family residences, and they're still holding on to them. They're renting them out. So there's not a lot of inventory out there for them. They're not letting go of those properties, no, right? No, they're producing income for them. So what do you say to the seller, right, who says, you know, Dave, I'm going to wait till the spring where there's more demand on the market. I don't want to list my house from now until March, let's say hypothetically. I personally think you're, you're kind of missing an opportunity to take advantage of serious buyers, to your point. Um, but some people have this theory that I'd rather have more influx of people looking at my property. There'll be more demand. You know, what do you say to the person that, that is holding off? Do you, do, you, do you help them hold off and say, yeah, you should maybe hold off? Or do you say, let's list it and see what we can get? Well, first of all, I ask them some questions. I want to find out what their motivation is to sell. Right. Um, depending on their answer, if, if the answer they give me is it would make more sense for them to sell now, I'll give them the reasons why they need to sell now. Um, you know, why would you want to wait until spring when everyone thinks that that's the best time to sell? Traditionally, it is a good time to sell, but why not enjoy less competition now? Than waiting until you know April when when everyone's putting their home on the market. Right. Yeah, I think it's a competition play, right? Well, so. and I think you know ultimately, like we're saying, I mean, inventory is still very low. Uh, what if for whatever reason the market does flood with a little more inventory, and now you lose five ten percent of what you would have sold it for, right? By holding off. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it's a competition play. Like why, you know, if I if I if if why would you? I mean, if there's a lot of people trying to sell a house <clears throat> all at the same time, why throw your hat? in that pool when you can if you have right. the opportunity to have but i to mean have less even even with that being said the reality is still like there's not a lot of competition right now you know uh there's not a lot of inventory so with that being said you can't really look at like winter fall spring it's like it's a market condition thing in my mind and hey now is the time to sell yeah you know? yeah here's an analogy i use with sellers um if if you can if you relate real estate to a marathon selling a house it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It takes time. There's hurdles to to, to overcome. There's obstacles. Um, if I'm competing against other runners in the spring, there's a lot more runners. The chances of me winning are a lot lower right. than they are if I was running by myself. Uh, you're not you're, just by the way. You're not winning any marathons. I've, uh, absolutely you're not. not. You're not. <laughs> no, but <laughs> sellers don't know that. Right. Yeah. Right. So so that's a that's a good that's a good point. Right. Like why. Why, why run with a bunch of people? And if you're just the only person in the marathon, good chance you're going to win, right? Absolutely. Right. That's the only way you're going to win if you're the only one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do what I got to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, let me ask you this. Uh, and, and this is something that comes up. 
price point, right? I feel like the houses between two and three fifty are probably moving really fast. Have you seen a slowdown on the higher end, like market? Let's say five fifty, six hundred. Have you seen potentially those sitting on the market longer than they have in the past? Because I was talking to someone and they said that market is starting to slow down quite a bit. The higher end market, the luxury market, if yeah. you want to call it that, yep. anything over, you know, let's call it four or five hundred thousand, yeah, um, has slowed down. Uh, the people there, there are two types of buyers out there: the want to buy and the and the have to buy. Yeah, and, uh, the people that want to buy are going to wait until the perfect home hits the market, causing right. the days on market to grow to increase. So basically, I mean, when we're talking that higher end price point, those those buyers generally can. Can kind of hold off because they have the opportunity to do that, but but I think the hottest market is first time home buyers, second homes, or people that are moving up from the primary that they had before. I mean that that market is still really hot. Yeah, if you're if you're looking in the you know the one fifty to three hundred range, those are gone in yeah. in hours and sometimes you know at most a day or well, two. Typically, yeah. those are like Paul said, first time home buyers or people who've had you know. Instead of one kid, now they have three, and like, hey, our hundred fifty thousand dollar house doesn't work anymore. We got to buy a three hundred. But to your point, you know, someone who's buying a five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar house, it has to be the perfect house. You know, they they might be comfortable in their their big house in Rochester and want to move, you know, to a bigger house in Oakland Township, but they don't have to. Right? Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's get into some headlines. You'll stick around for this, I, I take it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Um, so uh, why don't, uh, Dave, why don't you pick the the next topic? We've got three topics here that you can choose from. Uh, pick one of them. I, I think they're all pretty poignant, but uh, there's one that I think it stands out to me. Competition lowers credit standards and profit expectations. Yes, that is the one that I think. Uh, so I'm going to read this this from this headline. Since the fourth quarter of 2016, lend- lenders have increase- increasingly reported to Fannie Mae that they have been loosening their home mortgage credit standards. And that is due to primarily there's a lot of competition in the market. The refinance market is slowed down, right? So there's less refinances. There's less. There's a less pool of people that can refinance, which has increased the competition. So what are lenders doing? Let's make it easier to get a mortgage, right? Is that dangerous, Sal? I mean, what do you? I mean, is that a dangerous move that we're seeing? I mean, I have a lot of fear that we're going to get too loose again. I like the tightening because it makes things very tight. It's a healthy market. You make them too loose, and then all of a sudden you got problems. Yeah. No, I. Uh, you know, me and you kind of see. Don't, you, I don't it's, think it's we, you and I. You and I don't see eye to eye, Paul, uh, no. on this. I think that is that because you're taller than me. Is that a, a short joke? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> uh, I mean, the way I look at it is like uh, I don't ever think that it will get out of hand again. Uh, I mean, not ever, but but isn't that like part partially part of the problem? Like, oh, that'll never happen again. Yeah, but like that's, the, that's, the things that they're loosening are things that make sense. You know, like hey, we're going to allow a little bit of higher debt to income ratios. That doesn't make sense. Five percent, you know, where it's like okay, like it's right on the edge there. Uh, they're looking at student loans, but you just you just amount. said the most ridiculous thing in my opinion. I'm sorry, I think sure, it's crazy. But you know, I let's mean, make it easier when you have more debt to get a house, and then if there's a downturn, now you get, you can't afford your payment, right? Am I am I wrong on that? Now you're overextended. You're overextended, yeah. right? So, I mean, so, so walk me through that. Okay, but I mean, at the same point, you know, FHA, which is made for lower credit borrowers, okay, has always traditionally allowed. Uh, 10% higher in that debt-to-income ratio. Now conventional comes up 5%. They're also the ones that have the highest rate of default. 
Yes, mm. that is true. Mm. But I mean, you know, with that being said, that's why there's mortgage insurance. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come uh, on, <laughs> always a good time. Well, oh, yeah. you know, honestly, though, I mean, you got to look at it, right? I mean, um, I don't think it's going to get to the point where all of a sudden we have this huge bubble. Okay, I don't think five percent in your debt to income ratio is all of a sudden something that's going to like shake the market up. I think giving loans to people who state their income. Uh, you know, when the subprime loans had eight, nine percent interest rates, probably higher than that. I mean, those are the things that kill the market. Yeah. But Here, here's my fear, guys. And my fear is that somebody is limping into a transaction and it's all fine and dandy now that they have jobs and job growth is OK and wages are, are pretty stable. So it's OK now. But we see like a, a mini recession or, or there's a downturn in, in, in employment. All of a sudden now that person that that, that had, was allocating 50 or 55 percent of their income towards just their mortgage payment. Now, all of a sudden, they're not making the same money. They can't borrow money on credit cards. Um, that person kind of falls out of favor. And all of a sudden, now they, they, they can't really afford their home anymore. What happens when they can't afford their home anymore? See ya. Be, be, yeah. Gone. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk yeah. away from it, or, right? You know, I think it's kind of a catch-22 with this whole thing. You can't really win, right? I mean, there's a lot of loans I've looked at for people who I know make a lot more than they show on paper or, or they can afford it. And I've done some loans where it's like, man, you are limping in, you are maxed out, and you are spending every single dollar you have. But they but get, the get the house. The they get the right? house. The, the dude who's self-employed who makes $2 million a year but only shows 100000 yeah, he's not buying a house. It is right. kind of odd, to uh, your point. Yeah, to your point. It's tough, you know. I, but you can't win that, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't really quantify that unless you want to do stated income. So, or... This but how that. far down the rabbit hole are we going to go? Sure. So the more no, I mean, it is what it is, like you said. I, um, I did say that? Well, I mean, you, we could look at it and go down and, like you said, spin it all apart, try to figure it out. But, like... Dave, do you agree with this? What, you, I mean, can you play referee right now? Sure. I mean, <laughs> you know, going off of what Sal said and, and going off of what you said, I don't, the only concern I have with loosening credit requirements um, is... is I look at it from the real estate side of things, so I'm looking at appreciating home values. Right. Right. So, the higher the prices go and the lower the standards go, yeah, they're going opposite directions. That kind of scares me. I'd rather see them be equal. Equal. Yeah. You know. So that's the fear, man. I mean, look, I, I think there's arguments on both sides. I'm playing like you know, obviously right. I'm kidding around, but like, is loosening credit standards okay? Yeah. If it's if it's conscious in the effort to like make sure that we're still protecting our market. I don't want to expose of, ourselves. Part of this is probably the fact that I started writing loans in 2011. Yeah, you didn't after see it. Was, it. You know, I mean, you didn't the see The tightest it. of tight, and now, you know, you're like, no, dude, it's, it's yeah. really not that great when mm. you were writing those, you know, do you got a breath and a heartbeat loans. I mean, look, dude, I, I mean, I used to do loans with people with no income, no assets. I was very young in the business, and I did, it was just the standard. Oh, you don't, you don't, we don't have to verify your income or those your are assets. The rules. You Those know, are the you rules. Blow, so that's play by the rules. That's how I grew up. In the, in the and then I saw the downturn. I went through that pain. I lived through it. Yeah. And I just I I, I do not want to see us live through that again. Um, I don't think we're there. I mean, well, we don't have subprime. To your point, there's we do have checks and balances in place. But the last thing I want to hear is, oh, people are going into houses that they can't afford. Well, I do not want that. And what I what I think I can say about this whole headline, the the disturbing part is. Competition lowers credit standards and profit expectations. That le those last two words, right? Yeah. Refi slowed down. What do they got to do to increase their bottom line? More purchases. How it's do they a, get more purchases? They, right. That's the sector that's going to get, right? So if refinances are down, 
uh, companies aren't making as much in profits. Now, all of a sudden, they've got to loosen their standards so they can create more business. It, it, it's a it's it's a it's a money grab, and I don't want to see that. I don't I don't care if companies don't make as well, much money. Yeah. It's still a very lucrative right. industry, right? Absolutely. So, um, all right, let's go on to the next topic. Uh, there's there was a study done uh, by the NAR that said the biggest issue for new home buyers or new homeowners is the down payment. These first time home buyers, they're having the hardest time coming. They, they probably qualify income and asset wise, but they don't have the down payment. Right. So although the average first time home buyers down payment is six percent, which is late stagnant, that is the overlying over overwhelming. And we see it all the time. So I, they qualify. They've got everything, right. but they've got four thousand dollars in the bank and they need 10 to get in the house. All of a sudden they're getting a gift from someone. Right. Right. Well, you know, the inability to save money nowadays is probably at an all time high. Right. Why? In 2003, let's say. Right. 2004. Prices were pretty similar right now. Right. Mm hmm. And with that being said, rates were probably two, three percent higher. So that same mortgage payment with twenty percent down on a three hundred thousand dollar house is the same, right, as it is now. It's, it was actually probably more back then. However, your car payment, your credit cards, your installment debt, all of that has increased. Everything's more expensive. A car back then, thirty thousand brand new, right? For probably a brand new F one fifty. You want you want a loaded F one fifty now? You're paying sixty grand. You know your yep. payments double. So now, you, you know. Well, that three hundred dollars I could have put in the bank is now. God, hold on, hold on, hold on. Morning, boys. David Hall is in the How building. Are you? How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. Good, good. David, Everything okay? Yeah, we're, we're literally recording. Right no, now. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I came in to say hi. Nice spirited conversation. Yeah, we had a good yeah. conversation last Let's night. Catch up. Yeah. It's good. I mean, like, I could feel the love. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was good. <laughs> David and I just everybody nobody cares, but. I sent him a very poignant email last night, and, and he said, "Good morning. I appreciate it." It, it was not a nice email. I enjoyed. I believe there were some sharp words used. Sharp. <laughs> yeah, there it was, it was the a, best it, email I've ever read. <laughs> it was an aggressive email. And if he listens to the podcast, you'll hear that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. I mean, I, I, I really, and, and Dave, you see this. Tell me how many times you talk to someone, and you get a call. Let's say you send them over to us to get pre-approved, and I call back. I'm like, "Look, man, they're good, but you know, they're they're kind of tight on their down payment." And then if someone does have the down payment, they're using every penny to get in the house. All of a sudden, now the furnace blows up. They're in the house. They can't afford it. They, they, they put it on a credit card. Now you start seeing debt increase on this on the credit card side. I'm a little worried with where we're going with everything. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the thought and the idea of being a homeowner is always great, right? Yeah. yeah. And you don't, especially as a first-time homebuyer, don't always plan for a rainy day. You're right. And... You think it's just you're just paying rent, like oh, my payment's nine hundred dollars a month. I can afford that, right? But what happens when uh, your roof caves in, right? Or there's there's a leak in the roof and you got to get that fixed. There's a lot you finance it, and then you exactly. got another monthly nut, right? Exactly. Um, and then we go farther down the rabbit hole. People. America's thinking in in total has shifted. You know, I mean, if you t talk to my dad, he's like, well, I want the lowest rate and I'm going to put fifty percent down, right? Why? So you can hedge your money at 3%. I mean, that's my thinking. His is like, no, I just don't want to have debt, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, we've gotten to a point where we're, we, 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 we are getting a little looser as a, as a, as a nation on our, uh, our borrowing because we feel good about the economy. Everybody's feeling nice. And all of a sudden now, oh, I want a new TV. And that we, national debt number it, just looms. Yeah, it's, it's just getting learning. higher and higher and higher. And, and, and people just understand that, when you, when you finance something, you have to still pay for it. And if something bad happens, 
can you afford to pay it off or pay it off quickly? Because you, I mean, it's an extra 100, 200. So just the, the financing of everything is something I'm worried about because I think it goes back to loosening credit standards, people financing a lot of stuff again. And that I think those are two big factors devoid of, of all, the, uh, all, all the bad loans that we did. Those two things are, are, da- are a danger to our market. The z- go ahead. The zero down. Is, is you just really said wait wait you just said go ahead and then you, <laughs> I you talked i, I mean, feel that, like i derailed them uh, you made me nervous and i yeah. forgot i was gonna say so go ahead so i'll think of it i mean you literally said go I'm ahead sorry, and then, I'm and then sorry, you but the uh the, the zero down is what's disturbing i mean you can walk into a car dealership have a car oh, already financed go put zero down on a sixty thousand dollar car and then deal with the consequences later yeah, the car market is the subprime market of old. I mean, you can literally, have you, you guys have heard these commercials, no credit, no problem, come on in, I'll get you a car. You could be driving a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> like, Summit Place Kia. Yeah, so, I mean, there's your, like, there's your plug, Summit Place. Yeah, there you go, guys. What do you see, like, when you when you prequal a buyer, right, do you often find that um, they, in their head, already have, like, a preconceived notion of what they should be putting down or what they want to put down? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes they... they they think that they uh, need more money than they actually do. Um, right. Sometimes they think less. It just depends on the, the caliber of buyer you're you're working with, you know. Yeah. Depending on their financial situation or um, you know what their intentions are for buying a home. So look, if someone's financially stable, I'm not a big fan of putting 20% down in a house and locking up your money in the equity. I'm not. Um, so I, I, I don't. I think if you're responsible, it, it, you shouldn't have to put a big down payment on your home, especially with rates where they are. And there's a lot of ways to get around, like PMI and all that. But um, I, I, I'm just today. I, maybe I'm just today. I'm feeling a little fearful with where we're headed as a, as a market. So um, so yeah. I mean that's something to keep an eye on. The next headline we should talk about is Black Knight. Uh, again, they're a uh, an agency that kind of reports on the on the on the real estate market. They're a finance company. They're basically reporting that home prices appear to have stabilized. Dave, is, are you seeing this? Are you seeing kind of leveling off on, on, on the appreciation levels? Are you thinking that, you know, that we're going to keep seeing this really aggressive appreciation that we've had? I think partially I think we will still see appreciation based on demand and, uh, and inventory, but I don't know. What are you seeing? I mean, you're on the front lines. You're pricing houses out. You're listing homes. Uh, are you kind of seeing that, that trend kind of level off? I'm so glad you asked, Paul. Oh, that's a, that a great, great question. That's a great acknowledgement. Yeah, yes. yeah. So just so you know, okay, year over year, as of it's not August, just me; it's all our listeners. Yeah. What's that? All our listeners need to know. They need to know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, from August 16th to August of 17, we saw appreciation in Oakland County of 6.22 percent. It's pretty. Aggressive. Or that's pretty good. Yeah, fourteen thousand dollars in a year. That's a lot. That's that's above inflation, right? Yeah. That's almost double. Yep. So um, the reason for that is the lack of inventory, mm-hmm. the demand of buyers. Uh, you have you know two, three buyers for every home, and that's what causes prices to go up. It's, demand, it's supply and demand, right? It's supply and demand. That's all exactly. it is, right? Yep. So do you see that continuing? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, the, I agree. I, inventory is still under two months. I mean, that's crazy. So... You know, it's going to continue to be a problem until more houses hit the market, and then it'll level out. Yeah. So, where, how do we see this leveling out? Let's be honest, because I mean, the, the people aren't selling their homes like they were before. I mean, these rentals are being scooped up and being held on to, like you said. Home builders are not building homes in, in the two to four hundred thousand dollar price range. Two to three hundred thousand. They're going four, five, six hundred thousand. Right. It's very rare you see like a, a new development pop up for builders that are in the 
150 or 200,000 dollar range, right? They just don't see the money in that. Yeah. So what, what Well, the thing is happen? is building materials, the cost of building materials has increased. Yeah. I mean, that those yeah. are those are commodities. Those those the prices on building materials go up as demand goes up. Yeah. And you know, I've had buyers ask me, you know, can I negotiate a deal with a builder? No. no. Not right, not in this environment just because the cost of everything has gone up. So they're going to ask for I mean, there's buyers out there that are willing to pay it. So why would they negotiate yeah. with you? There's three or four people behind you if you won't. Exactly. So it's really wild, man. I mean, it's funny because like everybody's like, oh, I'm going to wait. Like I have a friend of mine and he's like, I'm just, it's going to slow down. It's, I'm like, it's not slowing down, man. The demand is just too strong. We have a stack of pre-approvals. I always say this. That's how I gauge it. How many pre-approval, pre, how many people do I have looking for homes? And though, and the homes coming on the market isn't congruent to that. I think that, you know, when that downturn does start to happen, uh, the market's going to, like the, those investors, right, who have bought all those homes, they're probably like, well, why would I sell when my house is still appreciating and I'm making money? But as soon as they see that their value, their asset is losing value, they'll probably dump it. Yeah. So There's going to be an offloading and a flooding of the market, yeah. and that will drop prices, and days on market will increase. Yes, yes. All right, guys, great show. Dave, you're, you're going to Vegas this weekend? Yes, I am. Prayers will be sent. Uh, we'll have yeah. we'll have you in your thought and our thought. How long are you gonna be there? Uh, just for the weekend. Just I mean, yeah. you can't go for much longer than that. No, I mean, that's no. all. You only need three, three days. days. Yeah. If you, if you go days. to Vegas like for a week, like you're in trouble. Like, Four days can't. is really pushing the it's mental pushing barrier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. guys, let's get <laughs> let's let's play this song. My, my wife and I met to the song. This is this is this is our song. Yeah, I'm Greek. Yeah, I'm foreign, guys. <laughs> we met in Greece. Dave's a good-looking guy, by the way, everyone. Just if anybody's asking, I know he's married, but just uh, check out his picture. Thanks, Paul. All right. Oh, yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>